episode two of uh, Guy's One Dice Cup podcast. This episode is entitled Being Human. So my name's Al Goldeneye Unicorn, and on the other side of the mic we have... I'm Phil from Arashes Cairns. And we are more than happy to be coming back to you. Um, hopefully you enjoyed our first episode and we didn't waste too much of your time. So this episode, as we said, is entitled Being Human, and that title stemmed from our poll which how many votes on the poll did we get in the end? I think it was 121 So 121 people wasted their time <laughs> vote, thank you so much for that um, the vote was between humans and orcs for being the first team that we would discuss in our rookie coaches and obviously humans won yep, by... I think it was by two votes wasn't it? By one vote one vote? Ah, oh, it's so close. Ah, it was something stupid like one vote, I think. It was very tight. Well, it was very tight. I have to say, I was very humbled that Cole had actually listened to our very first podcast and taken their time to, to vote and interact on the page. So, to 121 people, thank you very much. Yep, definitely. Uh, it it's definitely makes a difference. Uh, Getting to talk about something that people actually want to hear, I guess. Time will tell <laughs> um, whether whether or not they agree with any of our opinions and thoughts uh, moving forward. But uh, before we get to the rookie coaches section, we're going to talk about ourselves. Why not? Yeah, go for it. Uh, and so, as promised, the very first section is on the games front. So, what what have you um, what have you actually played? And how did it go? So obviously with the uh, spectre of COVID-19 hanging over us still and uh, no physical gaming because uh, mm -hmm. nobody in my house is interested. Um, but um, I've played a bit online in the past uh, couple of weeks and um, I think uh, it's been going pretty well. Um, we've got a, a, an online league with about, I think there's maybe about 10 people at the moment on Blood Bowl 2. And uh, is that on what what platform uh, are you guys using that on? The PC Mac um, setup. Okay. So there's a there's a I like say there's about ten of us, um, varying kind of sort of skill levels, and um, yeah, it's been going pretty well. I've been playing Orcs in that and Chaos and um, Unbeaten as of yet. So all right, how many games have you played? Uh, wait a second. So. I think I think I'm on about, about nine or ten. Yeah, it must uh, nine or ten. That's pretty good, and that that includes games with chaos and you're unbeaten. Yes, yes, I've won uh, two games with chaos, drawn two games with chaos, and I've won three. Uh, it must be nine then. Yeah, three and what? Uh, three games with orcs and drawn one game. I take it you haven't exactly just Eight. been playing halflings and goblins, have you? You've been playing real opposition. Uh, yeah, um, been playing dwarves, Bretonians, uh, humans, uh, Nergal. Uh, there was a halfling game in there, which is actually really tight. Um, that almost uh, went tatties uh, after he one turned me in the turn eight of the first half and then had his drive um but uh 
halflings did halflings and uh, I managed to turn him over and score so it wasn't uh, it was a bit uh, a bit 50p 20p on the old bum hole for a moment all right but you got the you got the result through so yeah. that's good how about yourself what have you been playing oh mate it's been quiet it's been very quiet but I did take a gamble and uh, I was playing Blood Bowl 2 on PlayStation 4. Okay. And I, I managed to sneak one game in uh, during the week. And I decided to play Orcs. Because at that point, I looked at the poll on uh, Two Guys, One Dice Cup's Facebook page. And the Orcs were clear winners. And I thought, I better um, study up on <laughs> the Orcs. Yeah. So, so I picked the team, got a game. And I was playing against dwarfs, so it was a uh, it was one one, and it was just a bit of a meat grinder on both sides. There was casualties, and there was you know ridiculous pickups, and then ridiculous fumbles, and but it was all academic in the end. It was one one. Yeah, that's... and I thought, okay, that's good. I've got my got my eye back in with orcs, and uh, and then the poll just you know all the all the humans came out of their closet and started voting human. Yeah, I mean, so all that research was for now. <laughs> My my choice of orcs wasn't uh, linked to the poll at all, but um, I was uh, when we decided to go with orcs and humans for the first poll. It was a case of well, uh, okay, well I'm already playing orcs, so if if we have a a chance to chat about that, then that's great too. But I think uh, I had I had the same thoughts, but I think with um, you know the world as it is at the moment, uh, you know online gaming is is a bit limited. I suppose the one thing I have done. Um, for the, over the interim period between this uh, the first episode and this episode was I I, I thought I was going to be going onto the Fumble um, website mm-hmm. and to create a profile and I'm, I'm, I guess we'll talk about Fumble in the future and pros and cons of it but for, for, for the basic listener it's an online way to play Blood Bowl in its most basic form and there's thousands of coaches playing thousands of games on a daily basis. Yeah, very popular, but you know it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, heavy on the graphics or you know, a visual display, or it's not going to win any awards. No, but it's uh, but, it's got a kind of weird uh, uh, charm to it. Uh, it's, it's got a very sort of nineteen. 19- 88 sort of <laughs> yeah ZX, ZX Spectrum kind of feel to it yeah. Yeah. Or sort of you know Amstrad 464 sort of vibe to it but you know it's very retro but in its basic form it gets the game mechanics done and you can play people from all over the world but I, I logged in thinking right I'm going to have to get this done to get some, get some games uh, moving forward but it turns out I already had a profile that I created back in 2017. But I hadn't played a game, created a team, made any friends. I just went in, made the profile, and then I, whatever. I must have thought, you know, nah, I'm not using this, and walked off. So it was kind of refreshing to not have to um, mess around too much with inputting details. So uh, I'm hoping in the next, or the coming months, I'll join a league and and play games. So, yeah, but I'm sure we can dedicate we can dedicate lots of time to talking about fumble yeah, in the there future. Should be, um, um, there should be a decent amount of uh, stuff to talk about on that front because it's, I guess it's 
it's a, a lot more established in terms of its longevity than uh, the uh, mm. the Blood Bowl Two uh, Cyanide and uh, Blood Bowl Chaos Edition and the the previous iteration before that from Cyanide. Yep. But yeah, I will we'll devote a bit more time to that further down the line. Exactly. So on the games front, uh, what have you got on the actual table? Physically, they are you know painting. And what is it that's uh, managed to occupy yourself with? So I'm um, I'm still battering on with the Seraphon at the moment. Um, so I've got that's for Age of Sigmar. Yeah, yeah. So I've got um, ten skinks finished now. Well, close enough to finished. Um, just at sort of gaming level. Um, I need to base mm. base them. I've got another ten that are kind of halfway through. Um, so. They're they're just I'm trying to get them finished. Uh, I'm also working on a team for uh one of our um uh, friends uh, uh Mark Mark McNaughton who's uh more commonly known on uh, NAF as McNaughty sixty nine. Uh, he's got me painting a Bretonian team at the moment. Ah uh, yeah, he um he got the highest number of touchdowns at the World Cup last year, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. Aye, with uh, so he's, he's he's a reasonably good player then, or he's superbly lucky. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a reasonably good player, but I beat his dwarves with chaos uh, earlier on in the week. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe not so lucky on uh, the internet. Eh? Nah, but no, he's uh, he's got me painting some Bretonians. Um, in uh, so we're both Dundee United fans, so I managed to uh, convince him to let me paint them uh, in Dundee United colours. So that's Dundee United, the football team, correct? Correct. <laughs> for 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 those of you who don't don't follow sport at all or know any Scottish football. Well, well, exactly. We've got World Appeal, so you know people might be thinking Dundee United is that like a, I don't know. Some sort of stripper club band or <laughs> weird thing, but no, it's a, it's a football team. It's a, allegedly a football team. Yes, uh, not a, not a particularly good one. Um, orange, black, and white and gold. Um, that should make a, a striking team. Yeah, they're coming on okay. It's, it's been a bit of a, a slog. I mean, I'd like to thought with all this uh, being stuck at home that, uh, that I had more painting done but uh, I've been working full time through the week from home so I, does, I don't get much time to kind of devote to it it's we're the kids as well um, you know it's like it just kind of yeah. eats away uh, at, at a usable time so yeah well everybody's got families and I'm sure the majority of listeners um, this podcast will understand that um, families are a burden. <laughs> the hobby, yeah, get in the way. They literally are an obstruction to hobby. Literally are an obstruction. Um, well, I wish I had even half as much to report um, as yourself from my painting table, but I've uh, been putting the finishing touches to some action jeeps, trucks, and a tank. Why? It's really weird. I'm I'm looking at these vehicles and I keep I think the only word I can use is I keep fiddling with them. I don't know what the final look is that I'm going for. And the reason the reason I believe that is 
is I've, I'm, I'm doing an original color scheme on them. Okay. So, so painting all this historical stuff, even if you're um, if you're copying a like a Blood Bowl team or the fluff, you know, like the Reichland Reavers sort of paint scheme or something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're copying something, you've got a frame of reference and you can look at it and look at them side by side and go, oh yeah, they're done, cool, move on. But because I'm doing an original scheme, uh, just I just don't know when I'm happy with it. Yeah. But at some point, I'm just going to have to set it down, varnish it, and go, yep, that's it. Yeah, it's always difficult to kind of know exactly like where and when to stop with a lot of things. Like, I mm. always find that troublesome. You know, I end up taking up a lot more of my time uh, picking away at things or or kind of like planning on the fly uh, rather than kind of going in with a kind of clear idea of what I want to do. But it's it's difficult, yeah. It's, yeah. it's tricky. Um, another thing I did, though, was for um, Blood Bowl, I dug out the six vampire models that I had from my Willy Miniatures vampire team that I got yeah. years ago. Because um, I, I bought the team so that I could use the Thralls as Chaos Marauders for my Chaos Pact team at the time. Yeah. And I always meant to go back and paint the vampires. And I think I meant to go back and paint the vampires eight years ago. Yeah, you, when you painted those ones for, uh, was it NAF 2018? Maybe no, 2017? Before that, I meant... I mean, 16. God. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The Batcave. So I dug out the five or six vampire models. Oh, is it six? Because I got the special character. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping that I can get some work done on them so that when we come out of this sort of weird lockdown, I've got another um, new team that I can use. And uh, something that happens each year within the Scottish Blood Bowl community is that we all get together in uh, what we've deemed as a legacy team. You, you've been involved in that as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've done one the last two years. So, yep. yep. So, I think the past couple of years, there's been a Bretonian team. And before that, it was... Chaos Pack. It was a Chaos, it was a Chaos Pack team. Yeah. And the vote, the vote this year was for Goblins. Mm-hmm. Then once the Scottish community has voted on the team, then they vote on the colour scheme. And oh, you saw what you saw the colour that won, yeah. Yeah, pink. pink yeah. Oh. I, ironically, so, I've got a, um, a pink armoured goblin uh, underway uh, from when I was doing my own goblin team in pink. Right. So, it's good, good for you. I'm <laughs> still trying to source a goblin model to contribute a model uh, to this legacy team. Um, you know, but and then there's there's players out there that have already finished them. Yeah, it's not due until October or November. Uh, I heart. I, I I'll expect uh, like the previous two years. I'll be uh, uh, watching everybody else's come in. Uh, towards the end of September, and then remember that I've agreed to do one, and <laughs> end up end up starting to paint it at that point. So uh, yeah, I, I did that last year. Um, 
you know, we were all talking about it sort of February, March time. It's like, yeah, let's get excited. We're paying Bretonians. Yeah, 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 that's cool. And then it all goes quiet during the summer. And then, you know, September, people are like, oh, look at this model I posted. You're sitting there like, oh, did I I say I would do that? Really? Oh, damn it. Then we we had the added hassle. I mean, uh, sort of... uh... (laughs) Well, not really hassle, but the added uh, shenanigans of having to take it to uh, um, to the World Cup with us to hand over to. Of course. Uh, to... Yeah, and and that great way. Yeah. Of um, you know, we all live in Scotland, oh, but we're not all going to be in the same town at the same time, except for the uh, NAF World Cup in Austria. Yes. Let's hand them over then. So they all travel to Austria, then they all travel back to Scotland. Yeah. So they've been on holiday oh, to great. Austria. Uh, via Switzerland and uh, Holland and Germany or wherever the hell everybody else flew in via. So yeah, these other weird places. No, it was. Uh, it, it turned out pretty well. I think uh, last year's color scheme was blue and uh, no, last year's color scheme was black and gold, wasn't it? Black and gold. I yeah, I was the um, main driver behind that one for some reason. And uh, I don't know why the black and gold was a good color scheme, but I did. Yeah, thanks everybody for voting black and gold. <laughs> and the year before that was blue, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah for the chaos. Oh, yeah, blue, blue and white. So that was there was no bad thing about yeah. that. So I, um, I, but... I had the the uh, the excitement of using that team at the Killy Bowl that year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when you and I ran uh, the same team. Um, the same list, the same yeah. team list, yeah. That that was fun. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. we'll talk about that in the in the future. Um, but it was a yeah, it was a pretty unique chaos packed or chaos renegades list. Yeah, it, laps, but maybe not quite the best results that it deserved. No, I, I think I did all right. I went one 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 with them. So I yeah, okay I went I went one 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 as well. Are you sure? Mm, maybe one or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went one or two, I'm sure. Um, that's, that's a story for a future time, mate. So uh, I think well that covers what's on the games front, which thank you to COVID nineteen has been quite pretty sparse. Yeah, and uh, that covers our our hobby for the past couple of weeks. And again, I'm probably going to say thanks to COVID nineteen, sparse as well. So overall, COVID nineteen, you've been a real ball ache. Yep. The hobby. Piece of shit of the year award so far. So Exactly. Okay, so I guess with that being said and done, we'll um, move on to the proper part of this podcast, section three, the very first uh, rookie coaches. And this time we'll be doing a deep dive into the human team, uh, well, thanks to that public vote that we've already covered. Uh, so what I want to do, first of all, before we actually start talking and bolts to explain a little to our listeners what rookie coaches is going to be all about moving forward. So we're going to talk about the the different positionals within each team. So that will sound really basic. Yeah. Some of our more sort of um, intermediate and advanced players, but we want to wind it back to the basics because uh, there's there's new players out there that are coming into our community, and we want to give them as much information as we can and make sure it's nice and clear for them. You're then going to talk about uh, a starting league team and 
standard league team, it's what is it, a million or a thousand gold? Uh, T- TV 1000, so that's a million gold. TV yeah. 1000, <laughs> yep, so a million gold to spend. And both myself and Phil will talk through a roster that we'll create. Uh, again, personal opinion and what you should be trying to aim for during the first five games in terms of advancement of players, what you want to have happen, what you don't want to happen. Then we're each going to talk about uh, a tournament. And so that we are standard throughout all our rookie coaches, the tournament set we're going to use will be for the NAF championships. Uh, We'll post an appropriate link to the NAF championship so people can go and have a look. But it means that uh, it's TV 1100 and there are, is it, there's, Three? No, there's four tiers there, isn't there? Um, yes. Uh, or is there three now? I can't remember. Um, okay, but re- regardless of what it is, there's either three or four tiers and make sure that if somebody listens to this human podcast and then in six months' time they listen to our Dark Elf podcast, if we've done one by that point, they'll know that the tournament lists and the league lists are totally compatible uh, for turning up at the same type of event. Yeah. And then during that, we're going to have a laugh and we're going to pick our um, star players. Yeah. You know, the if you get the option to have a star player, which one would it be? And then the luxury. A luxury star player. If money's no object or um, <laughs> if, you're, if your desire to win the game is a, not a factor... In what star player would we pick? Yeah, I think that covered that covers it, Phil, doesn't it? Pretty much, yeah. That's uh, that's it in a nutshell. So here's hoping people will still listen to the first rookie coaches section, and as we said before, humans. So I am going to start straight off with. Uh, oh, this feels so weird, even for me. Human lineman. <laughs> so you can <laughs> the most basic of basic. You can have zero to 16 of these guys in your team. They cost 50 grand, uh, move six, strength three, agility three, armor eight, and they start with no skills. So they're, they're going to form the core of any team. And it comes to their skill access, they've got general as their normal skill access. Do you want to even go into the double stuff? Um, Should we just skip that? I don't know. I, I, I mean... It's one of these things with, with linemen. Uh, we'll get into this kind of team building, sort of more, yeah, more advanced thing. So. Yeah, aye. So, next on the roster, you're looking at your catchers. So, you can have um, between zero and four catchers. It'll cost you 70 grand each. No, 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 no. 60k. The 60k? They are 60k no. now. Cheeky, old news then. cheeky sixty thousand, uh, a ten k reduction from uh, the old, uh, the old rule set from the old Devon rulebook. Yeah, Morgan. Um But these guys are your fastest in the team. They're moving eight. They're also the weakest in the team at strength two, like three lowest armor in the team. Uh, armor value seven. Built in, they've got catch and dodge as their starting skills, and their skill access is general. Or agility. That's right, yeah. And next down, you've got your throwers. You can have between zero and two of them. Hopefully, they're still 70 grand. They are still 70k, yeah. Well, 
Falcon. Uh, movement six, strength three, agility three, armor value eight. So they've got the same stat line as a lineman. But these guys come with sure hands and pass built in, as you would expect, because they're going to be one of your main ball handlers. Hey, ball <laughs> handling. Handling <laughs> the balls. Handling the balls. Uh, and normal skill access is general and pass. So that's, that all makes sense for a thrower. Then getting to the sharp end, you can have your blitzers between zero and four blitzers, 90 grand the bargain yep uh, then they are one extra movement against your lineman so movement seven strength three agility three armor value eight with block and then normal skill access for them is general and strength and then if, when you're getting to the very end of your roster to push the boat out ogre zero to one ogre uh, 140 grand Movement five, strength five, agility two. He's not so good on the handling of the balls. Uh, armor value eight, and then a whole stack of skills. He's armor, uh, armor value nine. Oh yeah, sorry, misread. <laughs> armor value nine, but he's still not good handling the balls. Uh, skill wise, he is loner, bonehead, mighty blow, skill, and throw teammate. Normal skill access is strength. Yeah, and get all your normal stuff such as, uh, what do you call them? Coaches, cheerleaders, everything else. Um, but team rerolls are fifty grand each at the team creation stage. That's humans. Pretty much, yeah. So let's get into the let's get into the guts of it. Unless you've got anything to comment on the the standard roster. No, I think or the the standard um, positions. I think uh, humans are one of these teams that uh, can can do a bit of everything. So uh, they're they're quite a, a kind of balanced team um, when it comes to yeah. what what you can do with them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose when it comes to the um, sort of labels or brands that teams get put under, you know, they're not bash, they're not badge, they are somewhere else. Yeah, they, I mean, they can mix it up in both elements, I guess. I mean, they're not um, they're not true bash or edge, but they've got skills that allow them to be a bit more flexible on that uh, on that side mm. uh, and delve into both. To be honest, I think that that they're a kind of um, there's a reason why they're in the starter box set. Uh, they're an easy one to kind of pick up and get you understanding the the basic fundamentals of of the the game itself i think because they give you built-in re-rolls with your catch and dodge on the catcher and passing sure hands on the thrower um it, it gives you a bit of uh, a bit of a, a good starting point a good jump off point i think well in, in saying that as a good jump off point a uh, want to start with your your uh, human league roster then go into your human tournament roster and... should we okay. should we do should we do league for each of us, and then tournament for uh, for each of us, just to kind of uh, make okay. it a bit easier. Uh, so I, I, I'm guessing your league roster might not be too dissimilar to this, and 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 kind of uh, make up. So I I would definitely take an ogre in the league. Um, I mean the the like any other big guy, they're very sort of hit or miss unreliable. Uh, but they do give you a bit of uh, 
a bit of hitting power in the middle. Um, and oh. and they're quite uh, for anybody, you know, it's 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 when they do go right uh, that the opposition are are going to be worried about it. Uh, and there's always the threat that the, they might hit uh, hit hard and take somebody off the pitch. So uh, definitely an ogre. Uh, four blitzers. They're the uh, razzle dazzle of the team. Uh, I think they give you the uh, the the hitting edge. Uh, they've got the speed. Um, they can act as sweepers. They've got pretty much everything going for them. So definitely four of them. Um, one thrower. Um, I think um, you definitely need to take a thrower early on. Um, they don't have block, obviously, but they 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 do give you that um, re-roll with uh, sure hands for picking up the ball, uh, which is very useful. Um, one catcher, I think early on in the in the league, I'd I'd want to minimise armor seven on the on the team. So yeah, I think one's one's good early on. Um, Four linemen, um, so that that's uh, gives you some guys to take hits, I guess, more than anything else, uh, to stop your your better players from taking them, and three rerolls, and that comes in at nine hundred eighty TV. So just just under the one thousand. Okay, so what are you spending the rest on? The twenty k in the league. Nothing. I would leave that in the bank. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, um, that's really cool. Um, because we we do have different rosters oh. for the league. Okay. Oh, controversial. <laughs> oh, we should say, should say at this point for the listeners that myself and Phil for this podcast and moving forward agreed not to discuss our rosters as we create them. So any reaction you hear is completely natural. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so good luck um, okay so my human league roster for the cool million uh, four human blitzers absolutely right same as you they, um, their skill access is good they come with block they've got one better movement than alignment got zero to four as the option Take all four you'd be crazy not to um, ogre yep an ogre in there. He's excellent for uh, either being on the line of scrimmage on your drive or just hanging one or two back as a good threat option. Human uh, thrower, one of them. The same reasons you said, Phil. Uh, those built-in re-rolls for picking up the ball and for passing it. So it's going to take the pressure off of your team re-rolls. Yeah. Slightly off your roster, I would go with two human catchers. Okay. Um, kind of on the option of doubling down. That, you know, to, to talk about your roster, your opponent's only got one catcher to deal with. If they can mark him up or take him out of the game, that's you lose two skills off the off the pitch really early on. As feel with two catchers. Both with catch and dodge on the field it gives you um, gives you more options, and also when we talk about the first five games uh, coming up, having them both on the field means you can get them access to MVPs really quickly. 
them skills, um, which which we'll talk about in the next couple of minutes. And then I've got three linemen again, just to fill fill the ranks. So that's eleven players, and I have also purchased three team rerolls. Uh, I had ten grand left over, and I just thought I'd stick it in as an assistant coach at the moment, just to try and give me the sort of early advantage in the first couple of league games on the, the kickoff table. Yeah, I, I can see merit in that. Um it gives you gives you some uh, with with one at least one of the um the kind of um options in the kickoff table giving you a, a potential reroll extra. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a worthwhile kind that of was, that, that was my thought there that assuming a lot of assumptions going on, but if everybody in your league is starting off fresh teams, trying to get an advantage here and there, um, and by spending the entire treasury to maximise that. Whereas I think I know where you're coming from, and your your theory is not wrong that you're keeping a bit of money back, a, a big spend. So if I have to replace a player. Early on, or if I want to, um, you know, pick up an apothecary sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, I think I think I would. That's, that's, that's why you... I would be going down that route. Um, sort of uh, first purchase being an apple, unless I had to replace a player after the first game. The other the other slant I had on that, which is slightly different from you, I guess, um, was that if I'm uh, nine hundred eighty TV, and somebody else has spent up to the million, I can put. I get twenty k of inducements, and I can pop that into a um, assistant coach or a or a cheerleader for the the first game anyway, because uh, I would get the extra inducements for that, because they are, you can buy them now for twenty k as an inducement. So it kind of covered both bases uh, for me that way, and I'm not I wouldn't be spending my own cash on it. But yeah, I mean having having the option for one anyway, because that'll carry on with you through the entire team build uh, a legit way of looking at that as well so what would your goals be for the first five games regardless if you win lose draw are you what are you trying to target in terms of skills and development so i'm so you know what what, what should our rookie coaches be be looking for do you think so i think you've got a kind of uh see how your games are playing out as to where you're targeting your mvps um because you can choose three players uh, to roll off to decide which one out of the three gets the MVP at the end uh, of the game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you if you're not picking up points with passes uh, on the throwers and uh, ca- uh, touchdowns on the catcher, um, I think you're gonna, probably going to want to channel your MVPs into them. Because I think your blitzers will be taking more hits and probably scoring the odd touchdown here and there, so they're gonna um, they're gonna generate a wee bit um, a wee bit of um, SP anyway. Um, but I mean, I think after the first couple of games, you'll probably know which way to kind of dive with that. Because if you're if you're not getting anything on your blitzers, you're definitely going to want to skill them up quite quickly anyway. Mm. Um, as far as skills go for them. Um, on the blitzer, uh, the blitzers. Um, I, I'm going to want to have uh, one with uh, um, guard fairly early on. I think uh, to give me a strength advantage, uh, or to level the playing field against tougher teams as well. 
but a lot of this is very dependent on on the league that you're playing in because if you're playing in a, a league with uh, a lot of uh, agility teams uh, which have got a lot of built-in dodge rerolls, then you're probably going to want to look at uh, tackle uh, in there as well on one of the blitzers uh, fairly early uh, to to negate that, um, and then also uh, mighty blow as well um, um, are all good places to start. And like I say, with the thrower yeah. and the catcher, uh, the first skill up on both of those would probably be block for me. You know, just. Uh, Get get them a bit of staying power on the pitch. Um, I think you're I think you're accurate to say the those, those first five games taking context of who you're playing against. So you know for those the coaches looking in their local league, if there's lots of elves or Skaven. We've all got lots of players with built-in dodge. Then I think having two blitzers with tackle would be good. Mm-hmm. Help you out. Um, on the flip side of that coin, if you're looking at a lot of teams with high armor values, you know, if there's lots of dwarves, chaos dwarves, um, wizard men, orcs, you know, they've got lots of armor nine being quite prevalent. You'd be looking at some mighty blow, like you said. Um, I think one skill you said for the blitzers and getting guard, regardless of who else is in the in the league with you that's a safe skill yes yeah it's a safe and a safe and useful skill uh, so yeah try and get at least one guard and one tackle because uh, even if there's not a high amount of dodge there's still going to be dodge will develop because teams other teams are going to develop alongside yours yep. and you're going to need to counter that so um Guard, guard and tackle on the blitzers okay. in the first five games. I think you might have mentioned as well the thrower getting blocked. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you'd want to definitely get that. And I think the thrower out of all the players is probably the easiest to skill up um, just because he can make some passes to Matcher in the backfield where it's nice and safe. Yeah, I think I think if you're looking at uh, kind of sort of farming uh, star player points early in the league, uh, taking the odd vanity pass uh, towards the end of a a half, uh, whether you're up or down, as long as it doesn't result in you uh, being scored on, uh, I think it's an easy way to kind of grab a, a bit of star player points, and uh, it it sort of makes you decide where you're wanting to punt your MVP there, because if you've got one star player point and a thrower, you're going to put your thrower straight up for the uh, for the uh, MVP uh, choice. For the most valuable player yeah. role, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I see within the first five games, uh, your thrower, a couple of your blitzers, and your catcher, or both your catchers trying to get skills, and using your MVP roles to, to maximise those opportunities. Yeah, uh, this is definitely one of those teams where you, you would kind of, I think the, those are the three main uh, positionals that you would you would put your MVP to. Um, I think with uh, with the Ogre um, and the Lineman, I think you're kind of looking at where they're, where they're going to generate star player points themselves and, uh, and they're probably going to be lower priority for getting... Um, VP kind of 
I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned the ogre because I see him he, in my eyes in league play he should generate his own MVPs through um causing casualties. Those star player points, yeah, yeah. That's that's where he should get his SPs from. Because he's strength five, so he should be getting two dice blocks on most players who are by themselves. And he comes with mighty blow. Yep. Should be able to crack some, you know, good armor and get some casualty points on the board for you. And um, so he should be able to take care of himself. Um, as for your lineman, you know, at some point you're going to be doing some crazy plays, and <laughs> your human lineman will end up with the ball probably downfield, crapping himself. Um, but at some point, if a lineman scores a touchdown or manages to generate an SP point by themselves. By all means, put them up, get an MVP uh, role. Just, you know, one, all they have to do is do something, a star player point, and win the MVP role and they get a skill. Yeah. Um, and if you manage to get a human lineman with a skill, uh, block or guard, they're good general skills well, and they'll be good for your line of scrimmage. Guard, guards are double, though. I, I think you're you're looking at... Guard a double for them? Yes, they, they don't have strength access. They've got... Uh, general for a lineman. You see, now that's that's why you should listen to the first part of this, rookie coaches, because I made a rookie mistake. <laughs> mm. uh, I think I think for me, I, uh, like I, I totally agree with block, um, and I think block's a, a useful one to have. But it, I guess it, it really depends on on what other teams you're playing and against again, because uh, there's uh, arguments for uh, kick as well um, on one of them. Um, wrestle is useful for taking guys down on the line of scrimmage um mm. and then dirty player as well you know if you're lucky enough to get a, a bit yeah, of bench you're, you're going down a, uh, but i think that going down a strange path yeah, yeah th th that's further down the line i think in, initially you would probably want to kind of have I, i'm a big fan of wrestle on uh on at least one or two linemen because it's really annoying if you're a dwarf and you're playing on on the line and you take a hit on your turn and you go down in your own turn and then that totally screws up your guard spam or whatever um so yeah that's a good good tactic. yeah so i think wrestle's got its its place but it, like i say it really depends on the teams that you're playing against um yeah. in the league in my head when a lineman gets a skill and it's block he is taking the place of a blitzer on the line of scrimmage and that frees up that blitzer to do more aggressive things. See, I don't, I don't know if I would put uh, blitzers on line of scrimmage much. I mean, it depends on, well, yeah, again, it depends on who you're playing and what, what you're playing against uh, uh, because uh, you kind of... Uh, Early on in the league, you might you might want to kind of keep your your best players a little bit on the uh, kind of safer side, and not run the risk of having a blitz rolled against you and then uh, losing a blitzer first first turn. I think it's quite telling how we're talking about this in terms of our mindset, which is quite cool. <laughs> yeah, I I think anybody who's played me on though, I'm I'm a bit more on the conservative side, and I don't tend to do yeah, that like kind of bad I'm, shit I'm, sort of I stuff. I never realised I would be I never realised I would be coming over as the more I'm gonna fucking <laughs> smash your face in sort of player, but 
Hey-ho. But I mean, but like I said, it really depends on what you're playing against. Because if you if you're in a team where you think you can get numbers advantage quite quickly uh, by eliminating low armor uh, players, so if you're playing against wood elves with armor seven or uh, goblins, although you would probably wouldn't see that many goblins on the line of scrimmage unless things have gone really bad. Uh, but yeah, if you're playing something like that, then yeah, Christ, I would be slamming blitzers if it was if uh, if if I was receiving onto the line of scrimmage and taking my hits really early on, uh, trying to remove a, a, a couple of players. But um, like if I'm playing dwarves or something like that, there's not a there's not a blitzer on the line of scrimmage for me. Uh, same with uh, I don't know, maybe even kind of orcs and stuff like that. You know where they've got the strength advantage. But um, but yeah, you see, I, I look at it as a, you know, if you're just throwing your lineman on the line of scrimmage, sometimes you know why are you sacrificing those players when there's an option to try and keep them alive, or you know if you, you put if you've got some block, put some block up front because you've got more chance of still being standing at the end. And hey, as you said, it's 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 down to who you play, yeah. what you play against. But you know, for your first five games with humans, um little bit of guard and tackle on your blitzers, uh, a block on your catchers, block on your thrower, and then I agree, I'm, I'm, I'm almost convinced now that wrestle and alignment if it comes up is a good thing, um, and then you, you take it from there. Yeah, I think the ogre, um, I would probably go guard on the ogre. Um... Yeah, because that's, that's the strength access that he's got, and assuming that you're not lucky enough to roll a double, yeah, so I guess I guess I guess we should talk about the doubles side of things then. Uh, I think for doubles for an ogre, I mean, without question, block. block. I mean, I, I think you take block. if you're lucky enough to roll another double, then you've got like maybe a, a harder choice on top of that as to whether you go with pro or something like that as well. Um, but or dodge or or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you've got uh, you've got uh, block straight away for the first skill if it's a double. Um, if it's a double, you're absolutely right. I think for blitzers, I think you cut. You don't look any further than dodge for them uh, for a double because they don't have agility access. Um, it, it it opens them up quite a lot. You know, I mean, you were talking about putting them on the line of scrimmage. If you've just had um, uh, your opponent roll a, a both down and you've got block and they've got block, then you've got to make a decision at your on your turn whether you want to dodge away from the line to reposition mm-hmm. um if you've got uh, because you don't have dodge built in and you don't have access to dodge without a double you've then got to eat into uh, team rerolls if you fail uh, that three up to get away from the line um so a, a double would kind of make that a bit more uh sort of likely for something that i would do um uh to get and giving them dodge would it, like I say, it opens them up, gives them the opportunity to be a, a bit more flexible in what they do. Um, I'm not sure. Thrower, I mean... Uh, I would give them pass. Throwers have already got pass. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking about catchers. No. Uh, Miss so no, a, thrower, a thrower, I think... Um, I don't know. I don't know if... Obviously... Dodge is again something useful to have. I think I probably would go down that route. Um you see, this is this is the funny one. I have ran a human roster 
number of years ago and our skill was a regular skill. He got blocked, so pass, sure hands, block. And I got a double as the next skill. And I'm sure I took mighty blow. <laughs> okay. I'm sure of it. And at that point, who was in the league? There was lots of dark elves with strip ball. And there was a... Actually, there was there was no real high armor guys, but there was lots of armor armor eight running about mm -hmm. in the league. And so this thrower became my prime ball carrier. Um, you know, pass, yeah, sure hands. So strip ball is negated. Lock keeps him on his feet. But I remember there's a couple of times when I needed to find score with him, and you know when they blitz out the cage. Mm -hmm. He's running along, you know, everybody looks at you thinking, oh, you're going to blitz with a ball carrier. Oh, no, you're an idiot. But I'm blitzing with a ball character that's got, uh, the ball carrier has got Mighty Blow as well. And I'm sure it happened at least once that he blitzed out, uh, smashed some guy, killed or killed him, and then proceeded <laughs> to score like an absolute champion. So, you know, winding the clock forward, in your own personal leagues, whatever you're being played, is down to what you think your opposition, who they're developing, what you should use. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a, there's definitely optimal ways to build these guys, uh, without question. You know, I think. Uh, um, I think your 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 estimate on the human thrower league play double dodge that's safe. Yeah, that's a good skill that'll always be in use. Whereas again, on the flip side, you know, Al, the aggressive bastard, take my blow, fuck, fuck people <laughs> up, fucking kill them. But Until you've got the ball. But I think yeah. I think there is out, outliers like that where you do have uh, kind of leagues where if you can get numbers up and extra mighty blow helps to do that, then yeah, uh, there's no no reason why that is a complete no. You know, uh, for me, it's. Uh, um, it's very dependent on what league I would be playing in. I think cat catchers are a weird one as well, you know. Like, well, I mistakenly said pass, and you know when I got confused as to what we we're talking about, I think pass is still still one for them, and it gets them out of trouble. Yeah, I think. You no, know, if you're if you're downfield and you need to get rid of that ball, if you if you know you're going to get sacked, if you know you're going to get sacked. Uh, I think I'd probably kind of lean more towards dump off for that then, um, and have like a a guy kind of um, sort of nearby to to throw to. Um, I I always kind of this this is where I I flipped over and kind of thought well I would go aggressive with this one and I would probably take guard, uh, because they're quite a mobile piece. Um, you could use them to get in into a good position. And then blitz in with a blitzer who had mighty blow or tackle, and then almost form a kind of screen to that player again, so they're not taking a hit the next turn, but they've provided you with an assist, and they're in a in a further forward position. So you've got kind of uh, that kind of be my slant on that. I think. I guess the only way I could agree with that is if the catcher also already had block. Yes. Yeah. I think. I think if I was faced with a, a double as the first skill, um, I don't think I would take the double. I think I would still go with block. 
because mm. I, I want that guy to stay on the pitch. I don't think, yep. uh, I don't think, especially early on, I don't think Pass would kind of give him enough stayability because he's. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, you you've played humans before. The ones that oh, die yeah. are catchers. Uh, you tend to kind of go through them because they're they tend to be the ones you're trying to get into forward positions to score. Um, and when it all goes wrong, uh, and agility three fails you, uh, or yep. your dodge reroll craps out, or whatever. Um, yeah, they're 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 going down. <laughs> well, that's it. They are they're your um, you know scorers. They're trying to do the the hard work for you. So yeah. Uh, would you take? They're, they're more likely to to get killed. Would you take a double on a lineman? Would not bother. Uh, um, simply because of the team bloat situation that will occur later on in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a I'm a bit of a kind of quandary with that one because I I would probably consider uh taking dodge again or guard again. Uh, I think guards guards one of these great skills that uh, the more there is, uh, the harder it is to play against, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're playing against a team with guard, loads of guard, and you've got loads of guard, it's not like it kind of uh, cancels itself out because it's very dependent on what's happening in the game. Uh, so you can even if the even if the other player's got as much guard as you have, if they've positioned badly. Then you're going to get an advantage, mm. so that the pressure, the pressures guard guards a great pressure skill for me. Uh, it gives. I guess in my mind, in in league play especially, having a player with guard that doesn't have block just inviting disaster unless they're a big guy like an ogre or a troll or a other big thing yeah I, th- yeah, I totally get that uh, I think with armor 8 they're reasonably safe um, I mean the, the problem with liner, linemen is they're, is they're cheap they're going to take loads of hits um, so yeah block block is a, a useful one to have there um, if, if I was going to go back on what I said earlier on if I had a double earlier and I got guard I would choose block over wrestle because obviously uh, Guard doesn't help when you're lying on the floor, um, yeah. but but yeah, I think yeah, TV bloats. It's a, a a consideration certainly going down the down the line. Dodge is useful because I mean a blodger. Um, it, it's it's always a useful thing to have. Um, if you give them block the next skill, but these guys aren't going to skill up quickly. Uh, they're gonna, they're oh, gonna, no, they're, they're gonna be uh, sitting on that first skill for a wee while, um, and you're not gonna be targeting them with your your MVP uh, for the most no, part. So, definitely not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think I'm inclined to agree with you that I would probably pass pass on a double. I think that covers though human leagues. Yeah, uh, although stat um, stat increases, I think it's probably a, a, a quick a quick one uh, on that to say you would definitely take a strength up. I'd probably definitely take a move up um, on most of the uh, things apart from the ogre. Um, Edge definitely. 
And I don't think I would take an AV up though. No, oh, I agree. Um, no, blitzers, throwers, catchers, they're the only ones you're going to take stat increases on and you're going to focus on uh, for the catcher's movement, yes, agility, yes. Anything else, just leave it. Uh, yeah, yeah I don't. Opinion. I don't think I would take strength. Uh, strength. Oh, no, I, I no. Actually, no. I, no, I'm going with that. Uh, I I think I would take strength with them. A movement eight, uh, strength three guy with uh, with with dodge is probably going to stay on his feet more often than a move uh, than a strength two guy. Maybe a uh, thrower, lady. It's the only one you're going to take. Um, again, this is to save your team value in uh, too big later on in your league, where you'll have to make some compromises. Uh, human Blitzer, movement, yes. Strength, yes. Agility, yes. Armor, no. no. What, what would you take on? Uh, if you, what can, would you take on the ogre, would you take anything strength up? Mm, no. No, again, it's that threat of team value yeah. bloating out in the league. See, so, I mean, it, it, I guess it depends because, on the role because... with that as well. Because if you get like a, a double five, you're probably going to take block. Uh, but if you got yeah. and, uh... and the theory being that you don't want them any faster, you don't want to waste time making them from agility two to agility three. There's no point doing that. Uh, going from armor nine to ten, there's no point doing no. that. Um, strength, there's, a, there's an argument, but I would say it's a weak one because at some point you're going to have guard enter your team and that'll add the strength to the ogre for him to punch. Yeah, I guess, I guess the, on, the only argument for strength up for me is if you're playing against other big guys. Um, so if you're playing against um, like an orc team with a troll or what have you, or um, a minotaur or uh, on a chaos team or, or whatever, it does give you uh, a bit more of a an option for for sitting on their big guy because they've then got to commit another player to it. But it's very situational, and I think it would very much depend on yeah. what was in the league. Again, so I think that covers league play. Yeah. Should we move on? Hopefully, to... our um, yeah. player rookie coaches are still happy with them um, with listening to us. <laughs> uh, we we should say we'll and post our uh, rosters on our Facebook page so that people can go and have a look. Yeah, if rookie coaches want to, um, if they haven't been writing notes, like they fucking should get a notebook out. <laughs> it's absolute gold we're talking here. Um, but if they haven't got their notebooks out. We'll post our rosters on the Facebook page so you can go and have a look at them and laugh. Yes, and disagree wholeheartedly or agree uh, or whatever. I think, yeah, that, that, that kind of ties that side of things up. So I guess if we look at the yeah. tournament side, do you want to go first for so your one? Tournament, well, yep, tournament roster. So reminding everybody again that this is set off of the NAF championships and we get 1.1 million gold to spend and humans in the NAF championships are tier two. That's correct, yes. So, uh, oh, again, sorry to confuse you listeners. Um, at the NAF championships, you get to select a certain number of skills on day one, and then you get more skills on day two. Yep. 
and myself and Phil are talking through our rosters. We are going to talk as though we are on day two. So all the skills that you've got available, um, we're going to discuss. Uh, we may or may not touch on, you know, skills that you would uh, take this on day one and then add this on day two, um, depending on how we feel. But when you're when you're listening to us talk, you've got all the skills from day two. You agreeing with that, Phil? Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the easiest way to discuss it because a lot a lot okay. of tournaments will just have all or uh, all in the the kind of two days or all in the one day. So exactly, yeah. exactly. So okay, here we go. How are we going to be different? How are we going to be the same? So one point one million or two, and they get um they get six normal skills and one double skill. That is correct. Yeah, six normals and one double. So I have gone for four blitzers. And then skill wise, I have given one tackle, one gets mighty blow, one gets guard, and one gets strip ball. Okay. And I have got one ogre. He has got the double, and that double is <laughs> block. block. Yes. Of course. I've got one thrower. No additional skills. I've gone for three human catchers, and two of them have got block. One has got nothing other than the basic skills he comes with. And then I've got three human linemen. So that is. <laughs> That's 12 players. Then finances left over. I've gone for three team rerolls, one fan factor, two assistant coaches, two cheerleaders. Okay. 1.1 million. Zam. Boom. Okay. All right, Phil. What's, what's your... Uh, so so I've, I've gone kind of complete, completely different. Um I've actually I've ch- I've chosen two and it would it, it would depend on how I was fancy and playing uh, but they're 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 very similar to each other, um and I've uh, kind of gone similar to you with the blitzers, uh, for both of them so four blitzers um the skill choice I've gone with is different uh, I've gone with three guard and one tackle, uh just just to go uh, that that sort of higher hitting power against uh, sort of stronger teams um, a thrower uh, who I've taken leader on uh, to give me an extra reroll and that'll, that'll okay. become apparent as I go further down um, so an option uh, one, I've gone with six linemen um, and taken my double on one of them to give me another guard and wrestle on another one. So that should give me seven. Yep. Seven skills. Mm-hmm. And then on that option, I've taken Griff Overwald and uh, <laughs> one reroll. So the, the, the one, oh my the one purchased reroll. Um, and then I've obviously got the leader reroll on the thrower. So, how many catchers have we got in this? Zero catchers. Game? And that is because oh, Griff does no. everything. Griff is the master. We're oh, talking about listeners. What the fuck? <laughs> we're talking oh, no. We're talking about winning games here. And um I Oh you crazy man. So I think I think what I would say with this is I, I've actually played against this roster or very similar 
at the World Cup. Um, one of the um, uh, Italian coaches I've played in one of the games, uh, a guy called Francesco, um, I think his uh, NAF name's Men- Menzogna, uh, he, he was running this, and it was very effective. Um, having the extra guard on the lineman was, was good. Uh, but Griff, with him being strength four... Well, you're talking about Griff. Why don't you run through his stat line for the listeners, right. for, for the rookie listeners? So he's 320k, so he's, he's, he's expensive, wow. and he's a lot to put everything in. And bear in mind, there's no Apple on this roster either. Um, so he's uh, movement seven, strength four, edge four, AV8. He's got block, dodge, fend, loner, sprint, and sure feet. So he's he can cover a lot of ground. So he can act as a sweeper uh, on defense. Um, he can act as uh, your primary ball carrier on uh, on attack. Um, he can act as a receiver uh, if you want to carry with the uh, uh, the thrower if you're kind of that way inclined. Um, but yeah, I think he's got he's got a lot going for him. Um, he's a it's a bit of an all or nothing because if if that goes tatties, I mean you, you it's a twelve man roster so you've got a bit of bench. Um, but you're you're light. Yeah, remembering that your bench is lineman. Yep, you're you're light on uh, you're light on rerolls, of course. But there's a lot built in reroll wise to Griff. Um, so I think it's a it's a it's an interesting one. Uh, and and Francesco did really well at the World Cup with it. Uh, I think. Uh, Where did he go against you though? You were playing. He, he beat at Lizardman. Yeah, uh, he beat me one nil. Um, it was a very tight game. Um, I think it was a and it was a really enjoyable game actually. I think it probably one of the the more fun ones at the World Cup. Um, but his team uh, did. I think they came. I think they came third at the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think his. Yeah, we we did play a lot of um, top opposition. Yeah, I uh, we we played the guys who came second and the guys who played third. Uh, we also played the guys that came last. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was in the first game, though. <laughs> I know we sent them to the bottom, and they stayed they there. Stayed there, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think he did pretty well with them uh, in in the end. So I, that that kind of opened me up to thinking uh, down that kind of route. Okay. Uh, the other. Oh, that I've, la- I've I've laughed about that, but that was the other. Yeah, it's the other... good that you've been inspired. Yeah, the other slightly. So that that's that t- uh, tallies up at TV one uh, one. 1100 so right on the nose covers all your skills i think the other option uh veers slightly off um whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what do you mean other option well, you only get to put one roster forward no no this 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 is this was an outlier and it's an it's an oh, interesting one i'm just sneaking this in because oh, i like very first very first rookie coach isn't <laughs> your already. i like i like the, the the cut of this one's jib um so rather than sort of going down the griff route, um, I, I have gone with, with four blitzers, uh, one thrower, one catcher this time, uh, put block on the catcher, leader on the thrower, three guard, um, and a tackle on the, the blitzers. Um, five linemen, uh, giving one of them guard again. And this time, instead of an ogre, I've gone with the mighty Zug. Oh, and... Are you smoking over and there? And two rerolls. So 
the thinking behind this is Mighty Zug is a lot more reliable uh, on the ogre front. Yes, he costs more money, uh, but not only does he, uh, I'll go through his stats as well. While I'm here. Runny, runny stat line for the for the rookie coaches. So Mighty Zug is two hundred and sixty k. He is move four, so a little bit slower than a, an ogre, but that's not a problem. He's strength five, so the same. Edge two, so the same as an ogre again, and at AV nine, so the same as an ogre again. But he has block, which is a major plus point, uh, and mighty blow. He does have loner, but he doesn't have bonehead, uh, so he's not making an ad additional roll to actually do something in the first place. So he's a more reliable hitter um, on on the line. Um, and it doesn't he doesn't have um. Next goal. No, I don't think that's a massive problem with with AV nine. It's not. It's he's not. He shouldn't be going off that often. And if he does, you know, like, we've all played AV nine teams. Uh, we all know that they seem to fall to bits. Uh, whereas AV seven all waltz around absorbing hits like nobody's business. Uh, but but yeah, I think I think the likelihood of him going off. It is it is slimmer, so I'm not so fussed about losing the uh, uh, the thick skull, and obviously throw teammates uh, a pointless thing on a human team unless you're running puppy yep. bacon breath. Um. So yeah, I think that they were they were two star player kind of uh, options, uh, if people wanted to kind of run that route. I wish we had a camera on me. I am just shaking my head at both of those <laughs> rosters. I cannot believe. Well, I cannot believe what you've put forward. I, I, I think I think the the Griff one's definitely got mileage. Griff can win games on his own. Honestly, he's uh, he's he's got it all. There's a reason why he's three hundred twenty k. I'm looking at my roster, thinking of all the cool things that I've, you know, thought about opposition i'm gonna face you know looking at the i've got tackle mighty blow garden strip ball on my blitzer so i can deal with um you know early on i can deal with a uh, sort of elf teams origin okay i've only got one guard but i'm not fully relying on taking out the entire team through violence i'm just i would be targeting key players yeah i think, with, uh, I think your, team's, mighty blow. your team's definitely got um like flexibility there, and I can see, um, I can see that kind of uh, working. You know, I, you're going to come up against as your uh, your two teams are fucking Captain Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm aiming for removals with the guards, uh, just by strength uh, strength of hits um, or being able to position uh, better as a yeah, result. Yeah, the, the the Griff in my head, the Griff list. You're relying on taking out a lot of uh, taking out a couple of um, opposing players, so that Griff can just fucking run about going, "Wow, look at me being See, amazing!" I, I didn't even um, I didn't even kind of view it like that because when when I played against him, um, it it was a case of well, okay, yes, there's a tackle zone there, but he can dodge into that on a three because he's edge four, and he's got a dodge reroll. And then he can dodge out of that tackle zone on a two. So, I think he's got a, he's got a, he's he's quite easy to get 
I, it's difficult to pen him in, especially with the guard as well. If you position the guard correctly, you can move people around and and make space for him. I think it was a good um, it was a good good way to play it. I mean, like I say, it's not like necessarily the optimal way to play humans. I understand that it's a uh, uh, but it's a it's a consideration. I think, I think you're. I think when the wheels fall off your lists, they will fall off, and you will be hitting the ground hard. Yeah. So I mean, if Griff goes off, if, you can, um, if Griff goes off, oh, yeah. then that's that's but it's just, it makes it a lot a lot harder because you've got to make you've got to make the choice of of uh, of carrying with the thrower or taking one of the blitzers away from their duty and probably the tackle one and carrying with the tackle one. Yeah, let, let's not dress it up for the rookie coaches here. If Griff dies or if Griff's off the pitch in, in your list, the game you're playing is going to be fucking miserable because you won't have any re-rolls or any sort of great ability to do anything. So I think, I think I, I get that. The, the, the re-roll thing, um, the way I was viewing that is you've got re-rolls built into what you're actually doing in that team, which is hitting. You've got block. Uh, you've got guard to uh, kind of uh, make blocking easier, and you've got the wrestle guy for a sweeper. Um, so you've got you've got stuff that that kind of allows you to do things. You've got tackle to deal with the the edge guys. So you can still do stuff. So it wouldn't, and you you still have eleven players at that point. Um, so mm. the one reroll. I mean, what you'll find with me if you've played me. Is reroll management, and I, I kind of learned from playing uh, Nurgle, where you don't get the opportunity to have a lot of rerolls at the start, um, to use the rerolls only when you actually need them, and it, it takes a lot to kind of stop yourself from using a reroll for something that you think is a good thing to use it for, but in retrospect, you you remember, well, if I'd have had that reroll. I, if I hadn't, if I left that double skull where it didn't actually mean anything, the guy going down other than a turnover, and then used the reroll later in the game for that pickup or that dodge. Um, so reroll, reroll yeah. management. You have to, and I'd say that to qualify both those lists, they are not necessarily aimed at rookies. Uh, they're aimed at people who want to have a bit more, uh, probably have a little bit more experience under their uh their belt on the tournament side no but look i'm i'm you know what i'm really glad that we did this raw in terms of not talking about our list beforehand because i am still despairing about your <laughs> tournament list but but absolutely right especially in terms of griff griff have to have good knowledge and management um of the board and rerolls to use them well and I hope our rookie coaches, you know, give it a try, play a buddy, use the tournament set, um, you know, to test the list out. Um, and as I look at my own list, and you'll correct me if, if I'm off-piste, but my tournament list is a bit more of a balanced toolbox. Yes, yeah, and I think... So what you're yeah. going to encounter, and it can take a few losses. You know, it's got 12 players... Um, got some redundancies. I've got a, a bench in terms of two cheerleaders, two assistant coaches. So doing well on the kickoff table, those free rerolls that are running about. Yep. 
it's always useful in a tournament to get a free reroll in that uh, in that yeah. setup. Yep. Then, you know, I know it's only one fan factor, but that one could make the difference between a you know you being plus one or plus two fame up, or plus one and plus two fame down. So, you know that that ten grand left over is there try and mitigate that that problem. Uh, then looking at the players themselves, the ogre with block, he's going to be a solid, solid piece for you. Combined with mighty blow, hopefully he'll break up a few casualties. And then the four blitzers are are really geared as being a sort of um, Swiss Army knife, tackle, mighty blow, guard, strip ball. Uh, they should all be trying to work all four together but in teams of two so guard and mighty blow strip ball and tackle you know two of them are trying to take players off the pitch and tackle and strip ball are trying to handle um ball carriers yeah and like i said i think you've definitely got on that kind of choice for the blitzers you've got a a swiss army knife you can um you Mm -hmm. can Go in against the edge teams. You can try for removals against the bash teams. It, it does. It does give you that degree of flexibility for sure. Yep. And because um, throughout the conversation we were having about the league, you know, and the league development, it's like, oh, look in your league. What other teams are there? You turn up to a tournament with you know, 150, 200 players. You've no idea what you're going to face. No. Or even if it's a smaller one-day event with twenty to thirty players, you still don't know what you're going to face. So you've got to be ready for anything. And if you're caught out, you know, if you've lent heavily, say like your roster with Griff, say it didn't have Griff in it and it was a normal type roster, but you had lots of guard. Then you played a dwarf player who also had lots of guard. So you've almost can't. You would almost cancel each other out. He's got more built-in block, and he's got better armor than you. So, ugh. yeah, you know, that would that would really struggle. Yeah, I think that would be a harder game. Um, but you have to. I mean, it's something that a rookie coach might not be able to kind of uh, leverage quite as much. But it really depends mm-hmm. again on on your positioning and how you set up. Um, games can be won or lost uh, on positioning. Um, and if you know you're going into a game like that, then you have to uh, you have to th- sort of think uh, a lot a lot more about what you're doing. So the ability to it's get... interesting though, looking at the rosters we presented, you know, from league play, I've taken a more aggressive approach, whereas in tournament play, I've gone for a more balanced line. Whereas you've gone the opposite, you know, with your showboat showboat <laughs> tournament lists. <laughs> One day, but the thing the thing is though, a, a tournament. I, I think I would kind of sort of qualify that by saying a tournament is all or nothing. You are looking for that one thing that will win you the game. Um, in a tournament, in a league, you might take no. a draw, uh, or you might take uh, a loss, depending on uh, how it how it works for you. You know, if it's it, it just kind of. Um, your motivation, your motivation for going to a tournament should fundamentally be to have fun. 
but but also to kind of win. Uh, I think at one point in the future, or as these podcasts continue, um, we're going to have to dare one another to take <laughs> these one of these tournament lists to a tournament. I would I would quite happily take that Griff one to a tournament. Um, okay, listeners, you heard it. I I, I don't know when uh, because like like it's a, it's a bit tournament light at the moment. But yeah, no, I would uh, I would I would consider that one for okay, sure. Let's, let's save save it for the future. Um, and we decide to dare each other. You know, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> yeah. Situation. Uh, one thing I suppose now to to sort of round it off um, was to talk about the star players the various teams and and I didn't expect you already to be talking about star players because I I had Griff down as my luxury star player yeah you know if if you had so much money and inducements left sitting there eh, you take Griff because as Phil said he's fucking amazing and can do everything <laughs> the, the only thing for that so I mean as far as uh as far as star players go, if for me, if you've got any less than uh, enough to buy a wizard, you take Helmet Wolf. See, now we are on the same page there. Yeah. Uh, my must-have star player, again, for the reasons you said, if you're you know low, lower money than that, is Helmet Wolf. Helmet Wolf, what is he, 110? 110k. Um, he... 110k, movement 6 uh, strength 3, agility 3 armor 8, which are all sort of normal human stat line um, but he's a loner, got a chainsaw secret weapon, stand firm yeah, and I mean, if you're an edge team um, it's gonna it's gonna be a threat on the pitch uh, for, sometimes forces edge teams to, to score early uh, or much earlier than they than they want to. Um, if you're a, a, against a, a high AV team, an arm a, a chainsaw is a is a problem. You know, I mean, everybody yeah. who's used one in the game knows uh, when it craps out uh, and you roll the one on the kickback for the thing. The uh, odds are the guy's off the pitch. Um, exactly, but having a chainsaw on the pitch. And does everything you said, but also um, opens up the option. If you're going to foul with somebody, you foul with the guy with the chainsaw. He's going to be plus three, and then any other bonuses yeah. he's got for all his buddies happening. Absolutely. So he is very much uh, removing your opposition. Yeah, you've got that's you've your, got that's you've got goal. to know when when to use him. Uh, he's not your first blitz uh, or block of a turn. Um, no. I would, I would, helmet wolf. I would advocate fouling like, like you've said there, uh, as a priority over blocking if, if there's an option for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd go with Griff because I, I, I see money better spent on helmet wolf, a wizard, and a babe. To be honest, see now that's where if, if I'm in a league game and I'm only talking about Griff as a star player in a league game, if I have got that much. Of a deficit to my opposition, and the chances of winning, regardless of what inducements you take, is going to be pretty slim. You might as well take some luxury item that you would never normally get to use, 
throw them on the pitch and just go balls deep, have some fun. Yeah, I think it depends. It depends on the setup of the league because if you've got um, like a perpetual league where people are uh, drafting, uh, sorry, redrafting at the end of a season and you've got new players coming in, there might be a kind of two or 300 plus uh, TV difference on the new teams versus like an established team. Uh, then you're probably going to lose a game. But if you can get a draw against a team like that by shitting up their game with a wizard and a chainsaw and getting all your guys that they knocked out back on, whereas the two guys that they did they had on the uh, in the knockout bench didn't come back on, I think I think that that kind of when it, when it all goes right. That works perfectly. I guess that's that's what the rookie coaches have got to decide is that that approach to the game. And you know, in my mindset, league play is for fun. I know my league roster is quite aggressive, and I've spoken quite aggressively about it. But in the end, it is should be fun between friends. Yes. And you don't normally get the opportunity to run a star player like Griff if the opportunity comes up do it and you know in the future we'll talk about other teams but i remember i was playing in a league and i had a wood elf team and i was uh, consistently getting a lot of um, inducements and uh, you were around at that time phil i'm sure it's the same league. yes i was taking yep. eldrill sidewinder yep. Yep. you know the first time i got to use him i thought oh, i'll never get to use him again and it was hilarious in the next game, I got drawn against another player. I'm like, oh, my God, I get Eldrill again. Oh, yeah. And it was just great fun to use such an awesome star player. I think I and, think he does know, uh, He does kind of offer a, a an extra kind of tool to the box for, for most teams that he's available for. Yeah, he's a good, a good star and player. And it's, it's, it's quite cool as well, though, if, if the rookie coaches have got uh, access to the actual miniature miniature by Games Workshop or the equivalent from another third party in their collection and to put them on the pitch and use it is, is cool. Yes. That's what you're aiming for. Yeah, I think uh, any any game where you can kind of sneak a star player in as, a, as an option is probably a, yeah. a, a, a kind of, it's going to have its moments and uh, I think you touched on the fun element of it. Part of the fun of these things is is the bullshit it's uh, the random crap that happens uh, where everything falls to bits or uh, and you've got stories to talk about with your uh, with your your mates afterwards uh, which I guess afterwards over over beer yeah. or an alcoholic beverage if that's your poison then that's your poison so I guess that kind of probably wraps up the uh, the rookie coaches side of things um, yeah. I suppose one last thing though question for you to put you on the spot when it comes to tournament then for humans, how do you rate them? Um, I'm not going to say. Oh, let's say out of ten. We're, I'm putting you on the spot here. Let's let's rate. Let's rate all these teams out of ten for a tournament as we go through. So, yeah, again, I think it's very dependent on your your skill level and what else you're playing against. But uh, I think uh, in terms of being able to hold their own, I'd probably say about uh, a six or a seven. Um, on on that, They're, they can win tournaments. Uh, they can finish quite high up in tournaments. They're a good option mm -hmm. to have in team tournaments, which is something that we may talk about in the future as well. 
Um, um, so yeah, no, I would say six or seven. What about yourself? I would I would stick them at seven. Seven out of ten. They are a good, rounded team. You will see them playing at the top end of a tournament quite often. You also see them being played at the bottom end of tournaments quite often. Um, I think that's I think that's largely due to people um, because they they get them with the, you get them with the box. Uh, new tournament players maybe stick towards teams that they've got available and the, uh, they tend to have like the humans and the orcs available so you probably will see a lot down near the bottom as a result of it being less experienced players but you, you'll see the odd the odd kind of human team up the top yeah um, like I say they definitely can no, win tournaments so. they're not the most optimum tournament winning option but you're going to win games and you are definitely going to have fun and uh, more often than not, you will not want to um, pull your hair out and throw your models at your opponent. No, you'll definitely, definitely want to do that. You'll definitely want to do that still. <laughs> For, probably probably oh, game dear. three when you've just been diced by wood elves or something like that. Anyway, so there, there you go. Coaches, number one, in the can, humans. Uh, so before we record our next podcast, we'll put up another poll on our Facebook page, uh, we haven't decided what what races to, um, you guys vote upon. So if anybody's got any suggestions or wants, just send us a, a private message via the Two Guys One Dice Cup Facebook page, and we may or may not listen or pay attention to you, um, but we'll definitely put the next poll up uh, a couple of days after this podcast goes live. So keep an eye on the Facebook page. You may or may not be able to um, influence what we talk about next time. Yep, that's uh, fairly so, non-committal. Uh, <laughs> is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, listen, listen to us or not listen think, to us. I think that's called uh, uh, paying lip service. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have a couple yeah. of options up on the on the Facebook uh, poll exactly. um, for folk exactly. to vote on again. So we, yeah, we, we promised... Promise our listeners um, some dice rage. Yes. So the dice rage was when it can go wrong, it will go wrong, and you know when there's nothing recent because we're not playing live games. But what of um, what was what what stood out for yourself, Phil? Dice rage wise, I think uh, I've got uh, one that sticks. That, that happened to me personally that sticks uh like straight in in my uh in my head i think um it was at the, it was at the naf champs actually i was playing as uh as necro uh necromantic um um and it was the last game of the tournament um mm-hmm. i was playing against um a guy called tom whose naf name i think is no number and um it was just uh he had wood elves and it was just wall to wall bullshit and it, there was a pivotal moment where it just I can pinpoint as to where it just all went wrong and it, I can sum this up um, I have the ball in the hands of the what are you playing? I'm playing as necromantic necromantic sorry right, so okay. I've got the ball in the hands of the werewolf with block up the other end of the pitch one square off the end, end zone um, 
uh, my opponent has managed to dodge directly in front of my uh, my werewolf. So if you're not familiar with werewolves in, in the game, uh, they have a skill called Frenzy. Um, I had a I didn't have anybody else nearby, so I was reliant on a one dice block. I had block, he didn't. Um, all I needed mm. was uh, anything else other than a skull, pretty much. I did have a reroll in the bank at the moment, and because because I had uh, uh, because I've got frenzy, if I got a push or a defender stumbles or a pow, uh, the 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 wood elf was going off the pitch. Um, and would have been dealt with by the crowd, hopefully. And I would have scored by virtue of the fact that I would have followed up into the end zone. And uh, I just I, I shook the dice, rolled it, skull. I'm sitting there thinking, right, that's uh, that's brilliant. Uh, I've got a re-roll, though. I've got block, he doesn't. Let's just remember that. So I'm, I'm blitzing at this point. I should make that clear, just in case, uh, in case uh, it, it didn't... Uh, uh, I ended up with a um, something that, that didn't go quite right, um, and I thought, well, I'll just use the reroll. I've got to go for it because this ties up the game. I think it was one nil him at the moment, uh, and I've got plenty of time. And I'm pr probably going to remove one of his players here. Rerolled it straight into another skull. Uh, just about launched the the dice up the pit up the up the other end of the room at that point. Uh, but what happened after that? Was I went down, uh, lost the ball. My I think my werewolf went off the pitch, uh, as a KO. Uh, my opponent then picked up the ball, uh, in his turn, ran it forward, handed off, passed it to a, a catcher further up and scored. And I just he was or he was two nil up at that point then, and that I was just sitting there thinking. For the love of God, and it just got it went from from bad to worse after that. It was already I'd already had a couple a run of bad games at that point. Uh, I think I'd been uh, I'd had a tight game that I lost against uh, Mike Davies. Uh, he was playing Bretonians, and I played a guy who was running chaos, who was just running a murder team, and it literally murdered my team. Uh, so. I was sliding down, and I think uh, everybody calls it tilting. Uh, I definitely tilted at that point. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I, I was not making uh, making good judgment calls. And by the end of the game, I think my opponent was apologising to me profusely every time I rolled a dice because it was just awful. <laughs> Everything was oh. bad. That's bad. Yeah, I think it it didn't ruin it didn't ruin the uh, the weekend for me because I still had a great weekend and he was very gracious in his five nil win. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, wow! I, it just That's terrible. It escalated. It's it's the biggest defeat I've ever experienced in Blood Bowl by a a, a very big margin. Most games I've lost oh. have been like a one nil or a I think a, a two nil. Is probably is is probably the the most after that, but that five nil humping was just uh, it was brutal. I I I well, never felt like I'd, I'd had my ass handed to me, uh, shaved and uh, seasoned, quite in in the same manner since. <laughs> it's it was brutal. 
my my dice rage is um it's a happier story than yours <laughs> but uh, hopefully i can tell it well so um from from my previous episode people remember that i've i've declared the euro open 2017 is my high water mark of my blood bowl career so far and i was playing chaos dwarves and we were doing really well we were on sort of tables one and two in this team's format and uh you know the the, the team of that was in we were all getting quite drunk and quite merry but we were still playing good blood bowl and now if i've got this right it was round three and we were on table one so it was the end of day one and what were you playing as i was game? the last game to finish it was chaos right. dwarfs that was the last game to finish and we had had so the lion was playing Dark Elves, and he'd lost, which was a shame. Uh, Phil Truscott was playing Wood Elves, and he had won, which was good. And I was playing a Dark Elf team, and if I've got the guy's name right, my opponent's name was Cal- Caltonland. Um, hopefully I've, I'm thinking of the right game. So uh, it's turn 16... I drive, score is 1-1, and I'm deep into uh, my opponent's half. He's got the ball. So a couple of turns previously, he'd popped the ball, um, shuffled it around, got it into a safe position, and uh, was going to do one of those crazy, you know, elf plays on his turn 16 to score. The turn previously, I'd sacked the guy... It was within touchdown range, so our option had gone. So he decided to defend the ball deep in his half and um, hold out for the draw. And I don't know what nationality they were now. Um, the memory escapes me, and I was pretty drunk. I'm going to either say French, Italian, or Spanish. Because <laughs> they they're school. all the same. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, Jesus. All positions. <laughs> Draw opposition, but you're either French, Italian, or Spanish at that point in my head. And um, I'm looking down at the table, and I'm drinking port like it's going out of fashion because we were in Porto, and I like port. Drinking, 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 and and I saw the play that could get me to score, and that would also win us the round instead of the round being a draw. So it was, it would be. So as it stood there, it was one win, one loss, and a draw. So we would split the points, and it's a draw. If I could get this touchdown, I would win my game. We would win the round. We would win the round off of table one at the end of day one, and it would have just been immense. So it was a bit of a crowd gathered around us because it was table one, and it was all very exciting, and the drink was flowing and cheering. And then they had this moment... And I fucking can't believe I did it, but I, I tapped a drink or something to get my opponent's attention. I looked him straight in the eye, <laughs> and I and I looked at him and I said, "I'm gonna fucking score, mate." <laughs> no, he understood some of the words, but some of his friends spoke in another language, which I couldn't understand. Hell, they could have been speaking English. I couldn't understand. Um. They all laughed. The play was this. So 
had a Chaos Dwarf blocker, and he had a. I could move him to get a two dice blitz on his ball carrier, and needed a. Sorry, that's a lie. Needed to do a blitz to put a block on a player, chain push them, which would then chain push the ball carrier next to another dwarf blocker right. who could get a one dice block on the ball carrier. He needed to put the ball carrier down in place. His ball carrier didn't have block, mine did. And then the ball needed to bounce into one particular square out of the eight possible that it could go to. <laughs> I then had to dodge a hobgoblin. A hobgoblin had to do two four-plus dodges. Sorry, a four-plus dodge, a three-plus dodge. Pick up a ball in one tackle zone, then dodge out, then go for it. Long, so it would be his normal movement. Then it was a go for it once, go for it twice to score. And I had one reroll in hand. Yes. No, no so, skills on the hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, no skills. Lucky to be alive by this yes. point. <laughs> and so, so, uh, feeling super confident, started moving the dwarf blocker, the blitz, up the two block dice, rattle, 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 slammed the dice cup down harder than it should have been, but I was pretty drunk and feeling powerful. Lifted up the dice cup. Uh, and it was double both down. Oh, fucking have to be kidding me on. Fuck off. Uh, double both down was the only result. Barring skulls, it didn't move the player. Yeah. All I needed was a push, a defender stumble or pow, anything to move that player. So I had to burn my team reroll, get that to work. Um, obviously, rerolled it, got a pow. Moved the player, put him down, whatever happened to him. But I also chain pushed the ball carrier to my dwarf blocker, who had a one dice block. Held it, the guy down where I needed to. Um, whatever happened to his armor, and picked up the D8 for the scatter, nailed it. Uh, it was whatever it was, seven. That's the only place it had that I needed it to go. That was the only square that was an option for me, and it landed there. Goblin, four plus dodge, bang, three plus dodge, bang, da, 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 da. Oh, um, four plus pickup, yep, sure, no problem, three plus dodge, out, see you later, da, da, da. you can see what's coming yep. next, da, da, da. <laughs> go for it once, yeah, all fine, white line fever, roll the dice, boom, before I tell you what the result was, which we all know what the result is, my opponent is fucking silent, Yes. all his buddies and his team are absolutely no noise lifted that dice cup saw that one <laughs> it was like Christmas on the other side of the table and I just looked up and went I hate life <laughs> as we know it and it was just that moment that when you look at it that the, the easiest dice roll was the two dice block Yeah, and that burned the re-roll and that's what really shat me up the wall and you know what we still ended the day um, with two wins and a draw day one of that event. Uh, we'd all played really well and we weren't down on ourselves. We still went into that night and had a great time, but just looking back and telling that story now is just oh, two dice block. 
know, it might as well have been double skulls. Yeah. To, to really hit home, but I hope that was the, the right player. And there, I'm sure it was. Um, Carlton Land, I'm looking on the NAF website now at the historical games that we've played and you know dice rage oh, i think I, th- I think that uh th- that's classic i mean you you know yourself i mean you, you've experienced it in that one but i mean f- from probably from many other games as well um it's always the easy shit that catches you out you know like you do all the hard stuff uh you 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 kind of i mean I've I've sat on the receiving end of stuff like that before as well, uh, where it's actually gone on to be a touchdown, and you're sitting there as the opponent thinking, "Fuck, uh, he's he's going to try that," and then you see the uh, the suboptimal result of the first dice, and you're like, "Right, there's his reroll gone," and then everything kind of cascades at that point and the, the more it kind of escalates down towards that uh, that kind of last dice roll and you're sitting there thinking this is going to fucking happen he's only going to fucking turn this yeah. round and, and win you know. Yeah, and you don't really know where to <laughs> no, look and, and you're just sitting there, you're sitting there thinking like I've got to I've got to sort of laud his uh, audacity for trying this Honestly, yeah, if it when you're trying to hold yourself back from punching them in the yeah, face. if it pays off, I'm just gonna explode in, in a fit of rage. Uh, that's, uh... I I know that I know that on the flip side of that, the story I just told you. See if I'd have got that touchdown, I would have been immensely happy, and they would have known about it. <laughs> um, and you know what? As as we've got some adult content on this. I was wearing a kilt. I had a flash my balls at them. <laughs> front or back? Would would, would you have given them the goat? I would have given them the full fucking elephant, mate. Would you have got uh, the lion and uh, Phil T to have uh, unveiled you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the draw, like Maybe. the drawing of the curtains for the uh, uh, for the, the the encore or the round of round of second round of applause at the end of a theatre showing? I would have expected Phil and the lion to have carried me straight to the bar <laughs> to get hammered drunk. Amazing. But, you know what? That story just ends up in a second-rate podcast as a angry, angry story and not a tale of success. So, <laughs> oh well. Ah, uh, you win some and you lose some. Yeah. So uh... anyway, mate, as we're as we're coming to the the, the tail end of our podcast, what's um. Are you going to hope to get done? What's your best endeavours for next time? So I want to finish those skinks. That that definitely needs to happen. Um, and I'd quite like to get uh, McNuggets, Bretonians over the line as well. But I think I'll probably be sort of uh, a wee bit longer on them. I think uh, they'll be uh, uh, they'll be I'll be well well closer to finishing them uh, by the time we record the next podcast. Though I hope so. Those two things. What about yourself? I want to have all my bolt action stuff done and didn't finish and not have to deal with it. That would be really nice. Um, I've stacked up a whole bunch of articles. This is going to sound really odd, but a whole bunch of articles that I want to read for painting and uh, modeling. Okay. And this is running off the back of, you know, last time we spoke about our ambitions and I still want to get that NAF Championship Best Painted Team Award. Yeah. To go back to the drawing board. 
see where I can improve my own skills. And that's what I'll need to need to do. I need to look, look around to gather some inspiration, see what skills I want to learn, read about them. You know, if there's a YouTube video, watch it and then start to experiment. Um hard to tell you what I want to experiment with at the moment without giving too much away, mm -hmm. but uh, a little bit in terms of weathering and a little bit more on freehand, freehand painting symbols. Okay. Uh, and I've seen a few really good um, articles on how to paint realistic looking leather. Mm -hmm. And even though leather wouldn't make up a lot of the color scheme for any future team I do, like boots, belts, um, different strapping, you know, it's, it'll be those little touches that I want to get right. So um, it's a little bit of a dry best endeavors for me, but. No, that sounds good. That sounds good, I think. need to get yeah. more of a focus on that um, really than any, anything else than purchasing uh, at the moment. So, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Oh, the other thing is for ourselves, um, maybe to show our listeners what we do do in terms of the hobby, uh, we should each create a folder on our Facebook page and put pictures of our painted teams in there. Okay, um, I'll need to take some uh, non-shit photos of my uh, of my teams. <laughs> take some non-shit photos, but um, I know that I've painted a lot more Blood Bowl teams than than you have. Yep. Um, it's because I've, I've painted for other people a bit longer yeah. than you. I, I've got I've got a couple um, finished um, that I can put up. So yeah, no, I'll um, I can easily pop some up in that. In a, in a yeah, I just thought it'd be good for the listeners to see that you know what what we can do and what we have done in the past, and um, you know join us for different painting and hobby adventures. Because I'm sure as the years roll on or the episodes roll on, we'll talking about future projects as we're working up towards different events so yeah they can have at us or not yeah no i'm in, I'm, I'm in for that uh we'll get that posted up on the facebook page as well and then our last uh section before we truly sign off is oh, it's pretty much bounces off of the league teams that we're going to be talking about is appeal directly to our listeners uh, we want to hear about your leagues so if you are a, a league commissioner or if you organize a league at your local gaming club and um, even if it's a league online that people can join uh, could you please drop us a, a private message on our facebook page there's some details of your league where does it meet how often does it meet uh, roughly how many players do you have Make sure to include your name, and if you've got any funny stories from your league, we'll do our best to try and weave them in a future section on the podcast. It's one thing that, especially at this current time, when we're all stuck at home, you know, it would be good to be able to build communities, build connections with people. So even if you're a league commission in South Africa, Poland, England, Canada, uh, Brazil, wherever, please send us a message. Yeah. Um, you never know that uh, there might be somebody living in your local town uh, that's looking for a game, and maybe even through our podcast or page, you might get connected. You never know. 
as possible. No, I think that's a, that's a good thing to to kind of uh, work through. You know, there's a there's a lot of leagues out there, there's, and there's probably people who, like you say, are, are maybe looking on Facebook trying to find a a league to play in uh, for when things uh, pick back up again. And if we can help join the dots for that in any way, that would be grand. Yep. So when you do contact us, if you've got your own Facebook page or if it's an email contact, just contact information that you're happy for us to share. We'll share it on our Facebook page and through the different podcast episodes and we'll give um, give you a shout out and you can be internet famous for a little while as well. Yes. That's us. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of uh, Being Human. Yes, that's us. Uh, we've done everything that we uh, agreed to do and, uh, and, and and had fun doing it, I hope. Hope so too. Well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out from the listeners. They'll um, provide us some feedback. And uh, I guess it's at the end of that to say thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on Two Guys, One Dice Club. Yep, cheers. Sweaty boss acts. <laughs> Did my mic pick that up? Alright. That just cut was a mighty fart. <laughs>